Hello, everybody. Thanks, Ben, for reading the scripture. I'm Janet. If you don't know me, I'm a pastor on staff and just happy to be with you in this series and answering this question that Jesus asks us, um, do you want to get well? And I think it's the perfect question for Californians, yes? Um, We are obsessed with health and wellness, and um, if you, in your Facebook feed or whatever, you're always seeing little, little ads that are telling you, do this and you'll be healthier, exercise this way, take this, take that. And um, yesterday, I was just out hanging out with my daughter, Kate, and we decided we'd go down to Stanford and just walk around, and we ended up at this place, Pressed Juicery. How many of you have been there? That means you're a true Californian, right? Pressed Juicery, no dairy, almonds and dates that they turn into frozen yogurt. I don't understand how they do it, but they did it. And um, I was just looking in front of me and I saw on the counter, you know how everyone, well not everyone, people do cleanses to try and get healthy. There was this long box and it said gummy bear cleanse. And I went, that's for me. I love candy if you don't know me and I love gummy bears. And so I had to buy some of these. And did you know There is enough spinach and vegetables for me in this teeny tiny little gummy bear. I'm going to be healthy if I just eat this, right? Actually not. Okay. I found that funny. Um, (laughs) What we're going to do right now, because we are really going to pray, because we want to see, really, we, we... We are still sick. Even with everything that we have here in California, we have the best doctors, we have the best food, we have the best naturopaths. But I know, like on our, the cards that come in, we're still sick, I'm still sick, and there's a heart sickness that only Jesus can heal. So we're gonna pray and ask him to do what only he can do this morning, okay? Father, um, we thank you that you are the healer. Jesus, that you are the healer and that you always command healing in our lives. That your goal for us is wellness and it's something that we cannot get um, from a gummy bear in a store. We can't get it by exercising more or going to the right doctor. We come to you this morning and we ask that you would be exalted this morning, Jesus, that you would become bigger than any physical or mental or emotional problem that we have been obsessing about. God, that you would become bigger than our heartbreak, that you would become bigger and that we would recognize that you are the one that is saying to us, do you want to get well? And that our response would be to pick up our mats and walk. So please silence doubt in this room. Lord, may faith rise up in us and may we believe in you, Jesus, the healing God. We pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to be in John chapter 5. So if you want, you can open your pew Bible to page 1067, but you also need your sermon notes. So does everybody have them? Okay, because you're going to use them, especially page 2, in just a little bit. So I'll read the beginning scripture again. It says, sometime later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. I love this because it's like GPS. It tells us specifically um, where Jesus went. He went into Jerusalem during a festival. Later in this passage, it says it's on the Sabbath. He's being very, very intentional. He is walking into into Jerusalem. He's headed towards the cross. He's going to a healing pool on the Sabbath, this pool of Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. 
He's going to this place and, and he knows it's against Jewish law to heal on the Sabbath. But he walks into this place where there are lots of paralyzed and disabled people and the lame. And he sees one who is there and who has been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned what had been, he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked us, he asked him, do you want to get well? And he asks us this morning the same question. And the thing I love about this story, there's so many things I could tell you about this story, but Jesus' intention about going at a specific time to a specific place to a specific man, it's just like he's coming to us this morning. It's just like he's coming to me this morning with this word. Do you want to get well? And we're going to engage that question together. Do you want the wellness that only Jesus can give you? Um, in that question, there's a lot. Um, I love it that it's, do you want? Do you want? Yesterday, I wanted a frozen yogurt, and I got ground-up almonds. What do you want? Do you want the healing that Jesus has to give you? Is that something that you're really desiring? And also, it just shows us we have free will. We get to choose. We get to choose whether we turn towards Jesus or not. And then this word, well... Do you want to get well? Well means sound, it means healthy, it means whole, and it also, the root of it is also this, to grow to the extreme limit. It means growing and thriving. So that's what being whole means. Do you want to get well? Whole, healthy, growing. Is that something that you want? Sometimes I have to admit I want it and sometimes I don't. And I know that by my actions more than anything else. In essence, Jesus is saying specifically to this man and to us, I can heal your body and so much more. And we believe he can heal our bodies. We believe that. And we're going to have an opportunity to respond. And we said doubt. We want doubt to be silenced in this place because Jesus is the healer. And he always speaks healing into your life. He also forgives her. He says to the man, you know, I can forgive your sin. He says to us, I can restore your soul. I can redeem you and restore you to the place of honor that I created you for. And I just want to say to each and every one of us, none of us were created to be that invalid sitting by the pool. Not able to be healed. That's not what he created us to be. So the invalid replies to Jesus, and he says, when he asks him, do you want to get well? He says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So here's the son of God speaking to him, and he's like, I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, obviously I want to be healed. I'm at this pool. Because the pool of Bethesda was known as a place of healing, right? It was also, for me, it's crazy to think of how competitive it was because the, the water would bubble up from underneath. There was a natural spring that ran under Jerusalem. It would bubble up. And the, they believed, the people who came there, that an angel was stirring those waters and that the first person who got into it was the one who got healed. Can you imagine being an invalid and paralyzed and thinking, I can't, there's no way I can get to that pool. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like healing is just not for me? 
It's not going to happen. Jesus isn't going to heal me. He's not going to heal me physically. He's not going to heal me emotionally. Um, This man had allowed his illness to dwarf his understanding of the power of God. And I just want to say about that is, uh, you know, we can create idols out of our problems. We can create idols out of our pain and our sickness. Because we think of, if you think in your own life, and I'm going to have you do that in just a minute, we think about them more than we think about, we, than we exalt God. We, th- we let them consume our minds and our hearts and our emotions. And that's what this man has done. His walls have closed in and he has gotten used to his identity as sick. He believes healing will never happen for him and he's basically given up. He looks at the pool and decides it will never happen to me. Um, I have a personal example I'm going to share with you, and then I'm going to have you do the reflection on the page two of the notes. So three years ago, I started having a lot of physical pain in my body. It felt like bricks were pressing down on my head, and um, I couldn't figure out what it was, and it wasn't going away. So, of course, you go to the doctor. The doctor told me, you have stenosis in your neck, you have three bulging discs, and you have arthritis in your back. And it's really bad. And honestly, there's nothing we can do for you besides physical therapy and pain medication. And um, if it gets really, really, really bad, then we'll do surgery. So I said, no way. That's not, that's not how it's going to be in my life. And I actually came to Russ and Chris. And they prayed for me for healing. And I didn't get healed. And I ended up in this place of discouragement, a lot lot like this man by the pool. Started to feel like, okay, well, Jesus, you don't want to heal me. Um, My identity and the things I was doing, like I stopped socializing as much. Um, I changed my behavior in other ways. And I, I allowed those excuses of believing things about Jesus that are not true um, to just invade my heart and my mind and my soul. And so we will get to the more hopeful part of this message, I promise you. But right now, what I want you to do is just do some reflection. I want you to imagine yourself as that invalid by the pool. What are your excuses what are you believing? What lies are you believing about God or maybe about yourself or about your illness or about your marriage or about your pain or about your heartbreak? Where have you settled and decided to sit by that pool? So let's just take a few minutes and you can write those things down. Okay, you may be feeling a little bit of shame. Maybe you didn't even write down um, what it is that is really keeping you from coming to Jesus with your pain, your illness, your sickness. I know I, feel, I felt that in just sharing that story with you. I feel that. I feel like it's a lack of faith. But you know what I want to say to you this morning is that Jesus is not um, put off by your lack of faith or your discouragement That's not who he is. He is constantly pursuing us. And I love that about this story. You may even feel dead inside. You may feel like you've lost your passion for Jesus. 
or you've lost your passion for living life, or in your marriage, you've lost your passion for your spouse. Um, Jesus doesn't, dis- you're not disqualified from his healing power because you feel those things. In this story, he pers- keeps pursuing this man. So this man says, you know, I can't get in the pool. He never says, I want to be healed, not once. He doesn't say it once, but Jesus goes on to say to him, he says to him, get up, get up. And you know what, I love, I love that so much. I love this word so much. And I'm wondering, you know, how do you think Jesus said this to this man? Do you think he said it to him with pity and disgust? Get up. What do you think? You think he said it to him that way? He didn't. And this verse really helped me, and it, I hope it helps you, and it's not in the message notes, so if you want to write it down, it's Psalm 37, 27. 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. It says, The Lord be exalted, the Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servants. I'm going to read it one more time. The Lord be exalted who delights in the well-being of his servants. He delights in our well-being. So this man sitting by the pool, he says, get up, get up. This man doesn't even realize that Jesus Christ, the son of God, who can heal him of all his illness, everything that's going on in his heart, who can redeem him, is standing right next to him. He's standing right next to each one of us, telling us, get up. The other thing I love about this word, um, this word get up, it's also found in two other scriptures. And one of them is uh, John eleven forty three, And this is when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. So Jesus says in a loud voice to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. Get up and come out are the same word. Okay, that's the power of God. If we are discouraged If we are sitting by the pool and we feel like we can't do it, we need him actually to lift us up. That's his work. He's the one that heals. He's the one that brings us to life again. If you're feeling dead this morning, he can bring you to life again. He says to you, get up. Um, It it shows up again in Acts 26.8. It says this, Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead. That word raises is get up, come out. So he's saying to all of us, and all of us can identify with that invalid by the pool. All of us have things in our lives that need healing and where we've given up, where we need to have that, that word, get up. And if you feel that at all today, if you believe that today, that is the power of Jesus at work in your life right now. So that is his part. His part is to raise the dead, to bring us back to life, to bring us health. And then John 5, 8 through 9 says this, Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat, and he walked. So that part, the picking up our mat and walking part, that's our obedience. That's what we can do. He gives us the power to stand, and then he gives us a word. He tells us what to do. And that's going to be different for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, um, as we learn to follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. We have his word. 
So, like, I'm going to give you an example from my own life, but before I do that, it may be for you this morning that there is um, sin in your life somewhere. And the picking up your mat and walking for you this morning is confessing that to somebody, is telling somebody today, this is the sin I'm participating in and I don't want to do it anymore. And I, I just want to say about um, sin in our lives, it's not always, there's all sorts of reasons for sickness, right? There's old age. Sometimes it's just age. Sometimes it's an accident, like what happened in Ben's life. Sometimes it's something that's uh, genetic that we have. And sometimes it's because of sin in our life, because God is trying to get our attention through the illness and the pain that we're experiencing. He wants to heal us, really, of our, what we're doing with our hearts, that we're walking away from him. So I'll just, I'll just leave that with you to consider. It could be that there's somebody you need to forgive. It could be that, like in my case, my sin can be my back's a mess. I need to take it easy sometimes, and I don't. And his word to me often is just, be still, Janet. Be still. Um, a story I have to share with you that will kind of illustrate both sides of this because we do believe that Jesus heals in a moment, but we also believe that he heals over a lifetime. We believe both those things. And um, for those of you who don't know me well, I've shared this before, but I, when I was a young mom, um, I, had, I was depressed for like 10 years. And I'm not exaggerating. It was 10 years. My husband, when I was down at uh, PCC Hudson, my husband was sitting there and I was like, just looking at him and remembering how he prayed for me and how he loved me and how he walked with me during that time. Um, I cried out to God from the bottom of my soul. I have journals where I would write and cry and say, will you please heal me? This is awful. I can't stand this. I have to raise my kids. I have to love my husband. I shouldn't be on this couch crying right now. Um, But for 10 years, he did not choose to heal me at least of the depression. What he did heal me of are things on the inside. He healed me of self-reliance. He made me very, very, very dependent on him just to get up and walk through my day. He healed me of the tendency to hide from God and from other people and to be real with him and with others. He healed me from doing it myself Because it didn't matter what doctor I went to, nothing worked. I had to rely on him. I had to surrender to Jesus. And then, after 10 years, he heard my prayers. Prayers are powerful. Um, He uh, asked, I was sitting in a sermon, listening to a sermon just like this. And uh, it was on honoring your father and your mother. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, you don't honor your father. I was like, what? That's so bizarre. Where did that come from? Um, I talked to a friend a little bit about it and realized that part of it was I was trying to be something my dad wanted me to be, but I wasn't really who I was with him. I wasn't authentic with him. And so uh, with this friend's help, I wrote my dad a letter, and I felt like that was what God was telling me to do. That instruction for me was pick up your mat and walk and write this letter to your dad. So I wrote the letter to him, sent it to him. He gets it. He calls me, and my dad was verbally abusive. So I get on the phone with him. That triggered him, shame and guilt, and he starts yelling at me on the phone. 
He's yelling at me in one ear, yelling at me. And I heard in the other ear the voice of God. And God said to me, I am your father. You are released. Pray for this man. I am your father. You are released. And that was my healing. Pray for this man. And in that moment, I was released from depression. I have never struggled with it again. So what I want to say is, whatever you're dealing with physically, there's a spiritual component to that that only Jesus can see, that he wants to heal. And he can heal. And he will heal. And your job is to pick up your mat and walk and come forward and just believe him for that healing. It may take 10 years of wrestling. It may take a lifetime. It may be done in a moment. I don't know. But what we're called to today is greater faith. Is faith in believing that Jesus is the one. That we would exalt him. That he's the one that delights in our well-being. He wants you to be well. He wants you to be well. And the only thing that's stopping you from being well right now is probably your own self. It's your own self. Um, I'm going to read this verse from Isaiah. It says this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So the spiritual reality for us as believers in Jesus Christ is we are healed. And as we participate with Jesus in this life, we walk into that healing just more and more and more and more. Um, you know, with my back, I thought of this, and there's some of, I just have to say this before, we, we're going to respond in a minute. We're going to have an opportunity to pick up our mats and walk forward. So if you have something that the Lord has brought to mind that needs healing, I would encourage you to have the courage just to come forward when the music is playing. And what we're going to do is we're just going to wash our hands in the water that is at the communion tables. We're going to dip our hands in that water. And I think of the Pool of Bethesda. The Pool of Bethesda, it was that competitive pool, and it was impersonal, and only one person could get there. But Jesus is the living water. He is the living water, and it's op- he's open to everyone. He, wa- he always commands healing into our lives, always. He will heal you. If you believe him, come forward and wash your hands in this water, and it's a way for you to say, I'm picking up my mat today. Whatever God said to me this morning that I need to do, I am picking up my mat, and I am going to walk forward in obedience, and I'm going to believe you, Jesus, to heal me. I'm going to end with this line here. Our healing does not, it doesn't depend on our feelings or a certain quotient of faith. It doesn't, our healing does not depend on our feelings or a certain quotient of faith. It, it lands solely and completely on the, on the shoulders of Jesus Christ who will meet you here at this table. He is our healer. He's the one who can do it. So please come forward when the music plays and take an opportunity to engage in your healing. And church, if you're with somebody who needs healing, come forward with them and pray with them, okay?
You've been listening to the Peninsula Covenant Church Podcast. We're located at 3560 Farm Hill Boulevard in Redwood City, California. You can reach us online at www.peninsulacovenant.com.